go welcome back ah welcome what a hiatus we've been on um i think it's good though because we've kind of you know we ended the last season we kind of leave the audience kind of wondering like mysteriously like hey where where's our guys like is this talk to them in a while yeah is this the beginning of a new season of of the big i say because honestly we've recorded a few episodes but we really haven't been motivated uh or had the time really to to get them in into post-production and get them out there we let our rss feed go expired due to my uh credit card situation so <laughs> did it I expire say, the credit card didn't expire but my wallet was stolen out of my car and i had to cancel it oh and okay. it was just automatically set to that card so i i just it's just a matter of re re-putting in the new number and I think now is as good of a time as we've had in a while to to really make sure that we make it a priority to get back to our fans, both in Brussels and here stateside. Yeah, and I really agree. just and so okay, let's call today the season premiere of the season, Big If season three. I believe this is season three for those of you keeping score at home. Wow, but I think they, that, they said that we couldn't do it. They said I, we couldn't make it. I think both. The listeners, the fans, and us as the host, we owe it to ourselves and to them to really make today special. I completely agree with you. I love that. It's crazy um, that you brought this up. I'm literally on the walk with my dog this morning. I'm walking out to Starbucks. Um, you know, it's like it's like a mile and a quarter round trip or something. It's not bad. A nice little brisk walk in the morning. I'm thinking about. We're connecting with uh, my buddy D'Angelo later today. Like, are we actually on? Like, what season are we on? What? Um, and literally, it popped into my mind this morning. And so, the fact that you just brought this up that we're in a new season is just, uh, it's very cosmic, my friend. Very cosmic. I agree. So, again, let's, let's make sure that we really dial it in. Let's give it all we got 110%. And let's just really make the season three premiere of the big if one of the episodes that they're going to be talking about for days days to come this is going to be a real water cooler episode if you will let's be controversial let's be let's have people saying did you hear what those sons of bitches said last night <laughs> i love it i love it and you know what let's post this one too um so that people <laughs> can hear what these sons of bitches are saying yeah, otherwise we just have kind of a catalog of private conversations between you and I. Mostly that's what it the last five or six episodes have been, I believe, is just uh, literally um, uh, there's nothing going on. Uh, there's nothing being posted. There's no references that people can make at the water cooler. But this time it's going to be different. Yeah, this I... time is the season three premiere. And we won it. And you can tell that we won it. Uh, I, I feel like maybe we can look back at the last couple of recordings as kind of like the off season. We were doing some like spring training, just getting some light reps in. But I'm throwing free and easy. I'm in some of the best shape of my life. And I think I'm really ready. I'm really ready to make season three uh, one to remember. So I, I hope. You, yeah, I love it. Well, where do we start? I mean, I, I, I literally I only have one thing uh to bring up um i mean i went i went to europe since the last time that we talked we can talk in, all about that if we want to but the one thing that uh popped into my mind last time is that um and maybe this is an a block material but i'm gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and shoot it is have you ever heard the song funky cold medina of course tone loke tone loke how how closely have you paid attention to the lyrics of Funky Cold Medina? I can't really I can't really think of them off the top of my head. In all honesty, I do remember at some point hearing it and thinking like, oh, these are kind of out there. But I've, I've got them pulled up. Do you have them pulled up? I've got them pulled up right in front of me. These are, and for any of our listeners in Belgium, 
Funky Cold Medina was a song by um, just a master of hip hop, uh, Tone Loke. Actually, I don't even yeah. know what other songs he bust. What? Oh, Bust and Move. Is he? Yeah. 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 He sang Bust and Move. Um... No, no, no. That That is Young MC. Oh, okay. When did... Wild when... Thing. Oh, Wild wild Thing. Medina release date. I'm trying to figure out when it actually uh, came out. I mean, this must have been the 90, early 90s, late 80s. Uh, yeah, it feels like a... Uh, it feels like a night. I'm, I'm looking here. This is uh... a song. This is a song that if you went to an eighth grade dance or you have seen um, any sort of movie from the 90s where there's like a bar scene and like thing, uh, you have probably heard the song Funky Cold Medina by Tone Loke. And mostly you're probably just going, uh, you get to the, you get to the uh, hook and you just sing along Funky Cold Medina. But the words between are actually kind of horrific. Yeah, give me an example. Okay. Uh, the girls is all jocking at the other end of the bar having drinks with some no-name chump when they know that I'm the star so I got up and strolled over to the other side of the cantina I asked the guy why you so fly he said funky cold Medina you know what I'm saying funky cold Medina so so far I don't hear anything that's too nothing nothing crazy nothing outrageous but this is when it picks up because uh as you get into the next stanza this gentleman who you know um is a no-name chump but apparently he's so fly with the ladies he reveals the secret behind funky cold medinas it says here's the lyrics this brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls come real quick. It's better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple of sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. And you have a problem with something in there? My problem is, I believe uh, this feels very close to uh, Medina just being code for Rohypnol. Modina to me sounds like exactly like a roofie. Well, I'm I, I as I was kind of reading ahead, um, you, I kind of knew where you were going with that, and I do have a rebuttal. Now, I've never roofied anyone. Okay, um, I would argue that there is the possibility that I have been roofied. I don't know that for sure, but there. I have a, and we're not going to talk about that. that. That can be for off the air, but okay. I do think there's a possibility right. that one time I was roofied, but you usually, you usually don't drink the roofie yourself. I feel like you give that to the person who you intend to, that you have bad intentions for, correct? The person who you basically intend to sexually assault. Yes. But in these lyrics, he said you put a little Medina in your glass. It's for the, per- it's for, it's for the, it's for the man is what you're saying. So I almost, I almost feel like it's more about liquid courage or just giving you that, that swag, that juice than it is about putting mm. a potential victim in, in a precarious kind of scenario. Okay. Okay. All right. I can see that. And maybe I've been, uh, maybe, I see in the lyrics, put a little Medina in your glass. If it said her glass, if it said her glass, I'd have, I'd agree with you and I'd have a problem with it, but it says your glass. So I think it's more about giving yourself that than it is about putting someone else in a scenario where their inhibitions are lowered. Well, let's fast forward um, real quick. I just, I, I won't, you know, be, I won't belabor this point, but yeah. just to get into a few of the more colorful lyrics of this song, uh, you know, the next part he talks about how, uh, what was it? He gave his dog some of this funky cold Medina and the dog uh, went wild on his leg after he ate it. Um, but then he gets into, I went up to this girl. She said, hi, my name is Sheena. 
I thought yeah. she'd be good to go with a little funky cold Medina. Okay, here I'm reaching inside my jacket pocket for my Rohypnol. She said, I'd like a drink. I said, mm, okay, I'll go get it. Then a couple of sips, she cold licked her lips and I knew that she was with it. So, okay, yeah, the web that I'm spinning, she is falling into it. Anyways, so I took her to my crib everything went well as planned my roofie plan but when she got undressed it was a big old mess sheena was a man so i threw him out i don't mess around with no oscar meyer wiener you must be sure that your girl is pure for the funky cold medina what do you make of that well, it sounds like uh, old Tone Loke here, if this is autobiographical, he was uh, looking to maybe pull a fast one on somebody. Yeah, Sheena. And it sounds like Sheena, uh, in the end, got the last laugh because it sounds like Sheena was more of a Hina. <laughs> Sheena was a Hina. That's exactly right. But to Tone Loke's credit, he did throw out Hina because he doesn't fool around with no Oscar Mayer wiener. I kind of respect that he has, uh, he has morals, he has beliefs and he's not going to break those for anybody. Even when he's got just, I, I got, don't know. He's got Medina just coursing through his veins and he still doesn't <sighs> he does. fall for Hina. He does. Uh, yeah, and don't get me wrong. Look, if I uh, let's say I had met a, a girl at a bar and brought her home as everything was going well as planned, uh, but when she got undressed, it turns out that she was a man. I would be pretty upset. Um, just that she didn't or he didn't communicate that uh, right up front, you know, or at least when uh, when at least when Sheena was asking for some funky cold Medina, I'm I. I kind of wish she would have communicated right up front that there's a penis in my pants. But yeah, it's uh, it seems unfair to not kind of be up front about you know so maybe, your gender. Okay, so I came into this ready to just put Tone Loke on blast, but maybe maybe this is really a cry for help from Tone Loke. Because what he's saying is I can't party without this funky cold Medina in my body coursing through my veins. It sounds to me like it's more like maybe more of an antidepressant. Uh, yeah, Viagra, or it could be like a Viagra Cialis kind of situation. Maybe he has erectile dysfunction. Very well could have been, could be. Um, obviously worked for his dog. Um, it worked for Sheena. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe I, I had this. I got this all wrong, man. I'm I'm apologize, Tone Luck, if you're listening. I'm so sorry. Um, I did not mean to uh, cast you as some sort of serial rapist. It was more uh, me misreading your your lyrics. And it sound, again, it sounds to me like this is a cry for help. Well, I just think it shows your maturity and your emotional, uh, just the emotional range that you have to be able to kind of talk through this. And you are self-aware enough to know that you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes you just have, when you're presented new information, ideas, ideas can change and you're not flip-flopping. You are just reprocessing with the introduction of new information. That's exactly, exactly right. Wow. Really well said, really well said. You're of clear mind and body today. Well, you know, and I, we hadn't, we really, just to give you a, a peek behind the curtains. We did literally no show prep for this season premiere. <laughs> we, we didn't know what we were going to talk about. None, none of anything was mentioned to anybody, but something that kind of happened in the end of that funky cold Medina story is a great segue into, I think our next topic. And I want to take it there. If you're okay with that, please. So we talked about how we kind of respected tone Loke for, you know, being steadfast and, uh, the fact that he wasn't going to get down with an Oscar Mayer wiener. We don't kink shame. We don't, we don't shame in any regard like that. And I was well, present. I, I was about to roofie shame though. That's okay. Uh, right. 
Yeah, I think if your kinks are breaking any sort of laws, I think the shaming uh, moratorium goes out the window. Yeah, I think if breaking consent is your kink, then that is one kink I'm going to insist on shaming starting on season three here. Yeah, if it's unlawful, and I'm going to write this down, if it's an unlawful kink, you can shame it. Right, or not just a non-consensual kink. That's if it's unlawful and you're getting away with it, and you know it, uh, it shakes your little rocks down there, then then go for it. It's not hurt. You're not hurting anybody. But if it's non-consensual, you are hurting somebody, and that kink must be shamed. <laughs> you can call this one of our pillars, one of the pillars upon which the big if stands. Yep. Yep. It, right, it really so is a big if. If if it's non-consensual, that kink must be shamed. So, th- <laughs> please continue. Consent has a little bit to do with this. Okay. And, good. Uh, Get into it. And also, like, not really being sure of what you are necessarily into in a in a sexual situation. So, I'm just going to read you a text exchange that I had. Um, recently and just because of the graphic nature of the text exchange i feel like it's also i feel like it's also uh not imperative but i want to give some context that the first text that i'm going to read you in this exchange came into me at 7 20 a.m it came inside of you at 7 20 a.m did not come inside of me. I received it on my phone at 7.20 a.m. Okay, okay. And the text said, and I read. And I want to also preface this by saying, this was the first text in the exchange. There's nothing I'm leaving out before. Okay. Have you had any BDSM sex? What was it like? Okay, so it's frisky. Okay. It's seven twenty in the morning. Yeah, seven twenty in the morning. Seven twenty in the morning. This is being received by you. Yeah. Um, and we haven't yet learned the identity of the senders. Keep going. Um, and also for anybody who just may not know, or maybe you just kind of live a vanilla sexual experience if you're not sure what bdsm is bdsm is an acronym that stands for bondage domination sadism and masochism i've also heard the snm part be slave and master but it has to do with bondage and being dominated or being submissive and just you know that kind of thing being tied up certain acts of aggression that's what BDSM is. Yeah, yeah. You, essentially, you or your partner gets off on a on just a on kind of a sick sense of control. Ideally, both. It would be great if both partners were going to. Yes, uh, you and or your partner. Um, yeah. You know, if you're not into it, but uh, you love your partner so much that you're just willing to uh, take a Con- just be gagged or something, then consent but, is key. And that's consent is key. And good for you. I love that you feel that love for your partner. So my response was, I have not, but I'm intrigued, no doubt. I've experimented with bringing some toys and accessories into the bedroom, but I suppose that's not necessarily underneath the BDSM umbrella. Okay. Okay, I mean, so you're arguing semantics of BDSM there, which I which I like because you're right. There there is a difference there. There's a separation between just toys and BDSM. Um, what was uh this person that is uh this early early bird horn dog asking about BDSM at seven twenty a.m. in the morning? What did they respond? How did they respond to uh your text? That's fun, too, with two exclamation points and a smiley face. And then a follow-up question, have you done any anal play? Ooh, like pegging? Well, I I took it as, have you given, have you, have you had anal sex before as 
the person doing the penetrating not being penetrated. Or alternatively, have you eaten that ass? I guess that would fall under the anal umbrella as well. That definitely does. Anything in or around the anal area falls under the anal umbrella, which, sure. by the way, is the kind title of, of the episode. umbrella that you want to make. <laughs> anal umbrella. I want to see what the AI generated graphics come up with for an anal umbrella, or if it'll even let it get through the filter. We will find out. So the question was, have you done any anal play? And like I said, keep in mind that I I took the question as, have you, I don't know who listens to this, probably either my parents and or your parents. But if, if you're listening, if you're a mom of one of us and you're listening right now, fast forward 15 seconds. I took it as, have you ever fucked anybody in the ass? Okay. So I said, yeah, I've been down that road here and there. Are you into that? And her her she responded by saying, "Anal play for you or the girl." <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, yeah. first off, we're not you're not talking to an AI, are you? This isn't a no, conversation. Th- no, this is a real female. This is a real female. I know that. Uh, is there any for- chance this is a Sheena? Uh, I mean, (laughs) I suppose that I would have to allow like the most minute sliver of possibility that there is, that it could possibly a Sheena, but okay, let's just presume that this is not a Sheena. Sheena. It's not, it's not. I can pretty confidently say it's not. She says anal play for you or the girl. Yeah. I love both. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, Let me, uh, two questions. Uh, Does this conversation continue on? There's a little bit more left. Yeah. Is there a climax here? Have we, have we climaxed already? Um, that was pretty close to the climax. There is one more line that I'm going to read you that will probably elicit some sort of reaction if I had to take a guess. Okay. Second question is, can we go back to who this person is and how did you meet this uh, possible Sheena? Let's call him. Let's call her Sheena just for shits. Sheena is a new friend of mine. Okay. Sheena and I have hung out in person four times. Okay. Four times. Um, so, yeah, I know Sheena. I, there's no question that I'm getting, like, catfished or, like, somebody's doing something weird or playing with me. Okay. All right. That's all I needed to know. Um, so, yeah, you, I've, this I've is met all happened at 7.20 in the morning. Sheena is an early riser. Um, and she's curious. I will say that it, w- it wouldn't be fair to leave this part out, but I will say that Sheena and I had gotten together earlier in the morning before this conversation took place. She didn't roll over and send that text message. Gotcha. She wasn't just like eating her cereal thinking about uh, the anal umbrella. Right. Okay. Okay. But it was the first text message a little while after we had parted ways and gone about our day. And I will, I will say that when we were hanging out or when we were together that morning, the BDSM topic did come up. So I don't want to paint this as if just apropos of absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Well, with, with context here, I mean, this is all feels like a very normal story. So, um, she said, anal play for you or the girl. Yeah. I love both. And I said, I've only given, never received. Here it comes. And I put like the the laughing, uh, crying emoji. I'm big on the emojis nowadays. You know, the emojis, it's something where like you almost have to use them in certain cases just it to provides... cement your tone. Yes, because you absolutely cannot. T- like, did I say I've only given, never received? Or was I? Yeah. I've only given, never received. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah. I wanted to convey like a playful, like, ah, this is a funny count, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're not clutching your pearls or anything. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what did she, what was the, she asked a question, I'm sure, afterwards, right? She did. She did ask a question. Do you want to guess what the question was? Uh, the question I'm guessing is, are you wanna... open? Are you open to being pegged? You pretty much nailed it. Not word for word, but yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I <laughs> uh, love it. All right. It said, would you be open to it? Okay. All right. And then uh, you didn't just leave her on read there. I, I can almost guarantee that. I did not. I responded. You nailed her question. I want to see if you know what my response was. Okay, your response. The only actually the only response <laughs> is oh hell yeah. Is is that what you're going with? That's what I'm going with. That was not my response. <laughs> oh man. Okay, maybe it was a little bit more of a well um was it in uh did it did it trend affirmative i left it extremely open-ended oh that's that's even better where you're like honestly i don't even i'm kind of tired i've done too much of this i'm uh tired of it and i want to take it to even another level i should have said ma'am this is a hardy's yeah <laughs> uh right. my response you... my response was I'd be open to the conversation. Okay. So it's not, it's not even, you're, it's like, a, okay, you're putting like a level between it. There's got to be a conversation <laughs> before. Uh, you're not just going to peg me without us talking it through first. Right, 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 right. And here was my thought process behind that. Obviously, this, this, obviously, Sheena is into bdsm some fun stuff yeah <laughs> she's actually in prior conversations when we've talked about this she mentioned uh liking some hair pulling and some hands around her neck oh okay and i obviously when we were talking kinks i felt it was only fair for me to to let her in on my little kink about being about uh, spitting in your mouth yeah okay all right i love it i love uh, it so she's and it's all been... it's all very consensual which is um just a-okay with me sure uh and i wanted to i wanted to continue because i've been very sexually open with her in our conversations and she with i so mm -hmm. i didn't want jeff i'm gonna shoot you straight i don't want to be pegged that's so that's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> but I also did not want to convey a message of being a prude or sexually close-minded. I don't think look, if you guys are already talking about like you're already sorting out kinks here and there and like you're kink matching. You're kink matching. Yeah. Um this uh, this should honestly all be done through the app already. But you're kink matching, and um, that nothing about that says prude to me. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about coming across as prude. This is a, this is a point where you're going. All right, what are my boundaries? <laughs> sure. You know, everyone's yeah. in. We're in the pool. We're diving in the pool. I just want you to know how deep I'm comfortable going. And while I do consider myself a decent swimmer. Um, there's just certain waters that I'm not necessarily comfortable wading into. Yeah. And you're not, it's not like you're sitting in the kiddie pool or anything. No, I can swim, bro. You can swim. That's exactly right. I've seen you, uh, I've seen your cannonball before. Uh, so I said I'd be open An to actual camp swimming cannonball. I don't think I've, I've seen you like plunge, uh, you know, in this, yeah. Plunge in that ass. Plunge into that ass before. Not that Do I you... haven't thought about it before. Do you think, and I know, well, this is so hard with you because you have a hard time like uh, with hypotheticals when it comes to your situation. But I was thinking about this 
today, I think it was this morning. I have some sexual thoughts early in the morning. I'm kind of realizing that about myself, but yeah. I was wondering if, if Sheena presented me with a, a, a kink where she wanted to participate in an MMF threesome. Mm. Is that something that I would be comfortable uh, being a part of? And mm -hmm. I don't, you know, then I'm thinking, would I rather it be a stranger or like a close buddy? And then I was thinking more along the lines of the, but like, could, could a buddy and I have a threesome with a girl? And mm -hmm. I don't, I just, as, as, as much as I want to be just sexually exploratory and, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to swim into those waters either. Do you think you could? I think maybe as a younger man, I could, you know, yeah. um, when I had maybe less respect for, for women. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, that does put in the image of my head, like, uh, like what if um, in a, in the big, if uh, universe here, which is let's just call it completely fictional. Yeah. Um, we're in the big, if averse. And you and I uh, meet a, uh, a a new Sheena, and she's like, "I want you to both. I want you both to to rail me." I I think it would be interesting to do a podcast while we were doing that. That yeah, we'd have to make sure we check that explicit box when we go to upload. Yeah, for sure, and just to make yeah, and at the beginning of the episode, tell everyone that we need their consent just to listen. But um, you know what? I I think um, as far as the MMF uh, three way goes, I think I find it. I find what I find to be the toughest uh, concept to really grasp is um, the DP uh, portion of it, right? Um, if it's not like one uh, where she she's obviously in the middle of it, you know, yeah. or uh, maybe maybe she's not. I don't know. For this, yeah. let's say that she is. Yeah, this. Yeah, I wouldn't want. That's maybe the, okay. Maybe that's why I would prefer a buddy in this situation because he would know that I don't want him like reaching over and touching me, unless yeah. it was like a high five or something. But if it's a stranger, you never know. Maybe they're maybe they are. You know, you're sitting there and you're uh, <laughs> you're thrusting be as best as you can. And he comes up behind you and like touches your back, you know, runs a finger down your back and you have to turn around and say no. That I don't know. That's that's why I think you want, you'd want a buddy. I want to paint a picture for you. <laughs> you. And I, oh fuck it, we'll just say me. You and I are in yeah. a M, an MMF situation. Right. <laughs> the F is in the middle. Of course. And you or I are bookends to the situation. And like you said, we're really both just getting after it. Doing our best. And I can see, I can see that you're putting in work. And it's hard work. It's laborious work. And I take, oh, I don't know, like I pick up a, a rag because there's probably a rag nearby. Yeah. And I just I just dab your forehead off because I can <laughs> see you're sweating. Yeah. And there's no sexual, like, I'm not, like, trying to caress you or anything. I just see a buddy that's in the middle of, of hard work. <laughs> and I think he would benefit from having the sweat dabbed off of his forehead. Right, right. Are you um, able to stay hard in that scenario, or do you just completely just immediately? No, my concentration is broken. You think you start laughing. <laughs> well, I would, I would probably look at you like you're fucking crazy. Because in real life... If you came up and you dabbed my forehead, my forehead, I would, I would be like, just give me the rag. I'll do it myself. But your hands are occupied. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think my concentration's broken. And you know what? Uh, that doesn't make me a prude. No, it's not. <laughs> so I think the moral of the story is, 
if you're saying if you're worried about your response to Sheena in this text message in this AM text message about kinks it has nothing to do with being prude it truly has to do with here's my boundaries I don't want my forehead dabbed uh, <laughs> by a buddy I don't by my buddy while we're both having sex with you and also I don't I don't want to be pegged just throwing it out there I'm ha- I'm um quite happy to have little dalliances with Uranus, but I kind of want you to stay away from mine, um, at least at first. Uh, I want to, I'm trying to decide if I want to say something right now that we, are, do you think you'll do the post-production on this or me? Uh, I'll probably do it. I, I honestly, it, <laughs> this would take me an hour to get like all six episodes. Okay, well, uh, it, what I'm going to say, I'm going to need whoever's doing the post-production to absolutely 1000% make sure this happens. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say a few things and I want you to bleep them out in post-production. Okay. And right. I don't want, I don't want you okay, to say anything. On. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wave so that I know where to stop. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I don't want you to say anything in response that would make the bleep uh, irrelevant. So the Sheena uh, is. Oh, <laughs> okay. Make sure we bleep that. Okay. Bleep this next thing too. <clears throat> uh Oh my god! <laughs> okay, and and so she's careful, very, careful, she's a, careful. Sheen is a very excitable person. And the last thing, uh, bleep this out, and then that should wrap up uh, the bleeped uh-huh. out portion. Uh, she also. <clears throat> Whoa! <laughs> Oh my. Okay. And well, I'm going to speak here. I'm going to speak very vaguely, but none of, none of that is necessarily anything that I would really envision myself wanting to get too involved in. Yes. Yes. Understood. Uh, but, but Sheen has been bringing that fire in the text messages and in our conversations. So I don't know what to do. Well, we can talk We'll talk and, more about it after we stop. But was this an app, an app meet, or did you meet in in real life? Uh, it was an app. Okay. Uh oh, wow. you're frozen. Oh, a... Your video feed. Oh, now oh. you're back. Oh. My internet connection is unstable. It says you're back to know. good now. All right. All right. I was asking, was that our was that our B block right there? Or that was that was good. <laughs> yeah if if you haven't made it this far if you bailed on us prior to that the last handful of minutes you're missing out yeah you fucked up so oh i'll keep you up to date on the sheena situation i love it i love it gonna need regular updates on that um meanwhile uh you know there's there's one other thing that actually just randomly kind of came up and uh it's that we got another email we got another fan email, just like we did last week. Yeah, and it's who's amazing. this one from? This one is, scroll to the bottom, uh, Choo Choo Daniels of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> okay. Pretty interesting. Are we are we ready for fan mail, or is there anything? Yeah, we've all been right. begging for emails for all of season two, so let's go. Finally, in season three, we're starting off with a strong fan mail. Uh, a, qu- a question for use twos. Dear Luther and D'Angelo, hey you schmucks, I got a real bone to picks with yous guys. Here's the deal, schmoes. I take a very bohemian approach to my sexual fidelity, and so I was deeply intrigued by the conversation in yous guys' last episode. But then you started talking about something that nearly made me lose my lunch. 
this guy's a he's he's from Southie, huh? That, that's that, he's. I'm reading it as it's written. He must be a Colorado transplant. <laughs> Here it goes. The next part. See, I'm a local bar owner in Denver, and I know what you're thinking. I'm living the dreams of so many young American whippersnappers. But being entrepreneurial really gets lonely sometimes. Oh, you get a little lonely. So the other week, I logged on to one of Craig's lists to find some local company. And lows and beholds, up pops a hot little number in a fancy sequin dress asking if I wants to accompany her to some show about bugs and fluids. And I, like I says, bootstrapping gets lonely sometimes. So I says, what's the heck? Let me take a chance on this buxom little number in the shiny cocktail gown. Gosh. Let me tell you guys, it started off pretty freaking good. We was vaping in a downtown parking lot in the back of my Mazda CX-5 with Skyactiv Technologies. <laughs> Getting cocked on a pint of Blackberry brandy when we went into this humongous dark room with a bunch of other mopes. There was a stage with lots of music and singing and dancing going on. Fabulous stuff. My date must have been feeling a little wet and wild. So she starts belting out all the wrong lyrics and slurring her words. And that's when the fondlings began. She was holding on to my hog like it was the last bits of Sunday bacon. <laughs> How long is this email? It's still got like two, three more paragraphs. All right, keep going. When the nice folks around us ask us to be respectfuls, she just kept fondling my nether and asking people if she knows who she is. I was into it. <laughs> but then, then the theater suits ask us to leave for like the 200th time. I had to pry her vice grip from my tube snake and say, we've got the splits, toots. It wasn't until the next day when I turns on the old boob tube and see my face all over the news that I find out this feisty little party cracker I was with last night is nuns other than Lawrence Bulberts, congresswoman from the 3rd District of Colorado, 36-year-old grandma, and class A moron. You guys can imagine my surprise. Anyways, here's my bone. You guys talk a big game about the fondling of the parts and all, but then you just goes and reads the horoscopes and you don't read mine? I'm a Virgo, and that wasn't so neat. Also, you couldn't mention my bar. It's hard out here as a solo business owner without all the congressional fondlings going on. What the heck's, fellas? Buys the ways, big fan here. I love it when D'Angelo talks about dating and Luther about TSA's agents, not to mention the Mount Rushmore's and Nets worse and such. Keep up the hard work. Choo Choo Daniels of Denver, Colorado. Wow. Choo Choo. <laughs> Guy, what a great, great fan email. That was just one of uh, like hundreds that I sifted through. I thought that would have been interesting. Anyways, what so, do you think? There's just a lot to unpack there. But I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, I believe Choo Choo, when he was referencing the the bohemian approach to sexual fidelity. Yeah. I believe that came, that conversation occurred on one of our unaired episodes. You're right. So frankly, I'm wondering how Choo Choo... <laughs> was privy to that conversation he must be some fucking hacker or something like that oh you know what i did post some of those unaired ones on our patreon behind a paywall so he's probably one of the big fans that paid for that unreleased content that's right it must be must be he's one of those paywall guys so uh choo choo thank you for writing in um love fanny love hearing from fans like you sorry that we didn't read the virgo uh the virgo portion in the last episode but um i feel for you buddy and uh try not to get too lonely out there i know it's hard 
um, you know, just do your thing and uh, don't don't sweat the Bobert stuff. No, there's plenty of other crazy ass fish in the sea. Yeah, that aren't 36 year old grandmas. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think it's time for our New York Post slash Dear Deidre articles of the day. So I'm going to give you like I like to do. This is a little Sadie Hawkins. Okay. You're the pretty little princess that can kind of choose which direction we go. Okay. Um, here's the here's a couple headlines. I asked my boyfriend for a female reference before I met him to check for red flags. Okay, I like that headline. For more pleasurable sex, eat first. Here's why. Brain <laughs> scan study. I like how they didn't put brain scan study at the front of that headline. I probably would have dropped off. I've been cheating on my wife for 11 years. Ladies, here are seven signs your man is straying. Oh, my gosh. And lastly, should you shower before sex? Debate rages. Quote, some of y'all are nasty. Um, let's go with the first one. I feel like we talked a little sex in the B block. Um, I'm, I'm, not oppo- I'm not kink shaming by any means. But uh, let's talk about the first one. All right. When Sarah dated a man who wasn't always available to answer her calls, she never imagined there would be a reason other than that he was simply busy at work. Quote, the excuses he gave for not answering his phone, I was very trusting of because it made sense for the type of job he had. The Melbourne single mom tells Kid Spot. Sarah and the man were together for three months last year, and at the time... She didn't realize the type of relationship they had was completely for his benefit. I never met any of his friends, the 38-year-old remembers. I actually didn't see him interact with another person. We always met up privately, and I thought it was a nice, comfortable thing to hang out at my home, but I didn't realize he was wanting that because he was hiding. I didn't read into what should have been very big red flags. So that that's the end of the first part of the story. What do you, I mean that that is odd. I mean, I guess it's not super odd to kind of just always hang out in a private setting. I mean, I don't have anything too crazy going off just yet. What are your thoughts? Yeah, sorry. Um uh I I don't I don't see anything crazy yet. And this is just 3 months, right? 3 months into the relationship. Yeah. That's not crazy. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, here and there, like you're on your like sixth date or something like that. And you're like, hey, you want you want to go meet my friends? They're down uh, at, uh, I don't know, Choo Choo Daniels Bar. <laughs> you're right. Um, that is maybe that's a little bit long, but like, yeah, I probably expect to meet someone in your life uh, at some point, unless you're just like, it's just you in the city and you're new and you don't know anyone and you're there for your job. Sure. Okay. This is very normal so far. Sarah ended the relationship after her now ex told her he was going quote interstate due to family trauma and left no indication as to when he was returning. I was worried about him, but after a while I didn't want to keep waiting and told him we should call things off. The mom of one says, Shockingly, Sarah soon discovered through a little social media sleuthing that her former partner was not interstate at all. He was actually busy with another relationship, which he had been in for five years, she said incredulously. We never went to his house while we were dating because he said he had an obnoxious roommate, but that was really his girlfriend. That girlfriend had actually messaged Sarah during the relationship, and when she approached her then-boyfriend about it, he fabricated yet another tall story. She asked me, how do you know this person, Sarah says. He told me she was a stalker ex and not to respond to her messages, so I didn't. When Sarah confronted her ex about her discovery post-relationship, he deflected once again and denied all wrongdoing. He gaslighted me, saying I was as crazy as she was, and blocked me, she says. I just thought, good riddance. 
Well, of course, your 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 uh, guards are going to be up from here on out, right? Is this is where we're getting into this? Like now, she needs a, a like a resume and a reference and like a cover letter <laughs> just to date somebody. The next part of the article has the the sub headline: the idea of asking for a reference. A few months later, as she dipped back into the dating pool, Sarah was t- okay. So that was just like is, a preamble. Sarah, yeah, is Sarah writing this? herself or is this like a third person story about sarah this is about sarah it's not a is she is she referencing anything like i me any stuff that's non-quoted or is she like no okay all right no so really that whole first part was not part of the main story so basically just to recap sarah got burned she was getting two-timed and now she's feeling a little skeptical so yeah. the idea of asking for a reference. A few months later, as she dipped back into the dating pool, Sarah was told by two male friends that she should do something she'd never done before. They told me to ask for a reference before meeting up with someone in person to keep myself safe if I was planning on dating them, she says. Instantly, she thought the idea had merit. It's not that I was going to focus on what that reference would say or the questions I would ask them, but the biggest part of it is how the person that she intends to meet and date responds. When I ask them for a reference, she explains, do they completely shut down or tell me it's stupid? Do they ghost me? The response will tell me a lot about them. The first person Sarah used this technique on was Mike, a man she met via a dating app earlier this year. After chatting via text for a few days, the pair decided they would meet up in person with one condition. Before I agreed to it, I said I wanted to chat to a female reference, she recalls. He thought it was a little weird because he'd never heard of it before, but he didn't push back. Then by the end of the day, he got back to me with his sister's phone number. I was going to say now, what, who is the female reference? It can't be a form. It can be a former uh, girlfriend, right? It's got to be a, it's got to be a sister, a cousin. It's got to be family almost. That's the first places you turn. Otherwise, what, um, what are you doing? I mean, you're just interviewing ex uh, ex lovers and girlfriends. Well, and as Sarah said, it's less about what the reference says and more, more about just about her. To the yeah. Sarah okay. ended up having a pleasant text exchange with Mike's sister. We had a little chat and offered to answer any questions that I had, Sarah says. She was so encouraging of this and told me she wished she had done it in the past, too. Mike was so open with me that I actually didn't ask any personal questions to his sister. I just wanted to see if he would give me a reference. Sarah felt so comfortable yeah, after the I don't like that. Sarah felt so comfortable after the referee experience that she and Mike met up the following day and soon became an exclusive relationship. Early on, we had lots of open conversations about what we wanted and what we didn't want and talked about our past relationships and how we would have done things better. Now, four months later, the couple are still happily together, and Mike has met Sarah's five-year-old daughter with great success. He's willing to have uncomfortable conversations in the name of having a healthy relationship, and he encourages me to be open about what I'm feeling, Sarah says. He's a very beautiful person who doesn't want me to be hurt like I've been hurt in the past, so I don't see myself needing to ask for another reference for a long time. Trick. Mike was really just having you text with his wife who is sitting right there and they're in an open relationship how do you like that little bent on it yeah suck on that sarah you know so okay i um i can in today's climate yeah i can appreciate sarah's uh approach um you should be uh cautiously guarded with your heart especially as you uh, you know the older you get the more the more guarded you probably become with it um and also just with uh just just it's it's a safe approach i can appreciate that what i don't like about this is that she could care less about actually following up with the reference it was more about um i want to see if you'll call my bluff it was a test it was a test and that's what i dislike about about this if she was genuine about like i need to like i literally i need to speak with somebody okay i get that but if it's just like i want to see if you are okay with me wanting to speak with somebody i'm going you 
turd. That something about that uh, feels kind of uh, about that uh, feels petty to me. All right, another what big if think? scenario here. Um, if you were in the position that Mike was in and yeah. you were talking to someone you had started maybe chatting with a little bit and they asked for a female reference, A, would you give it to them? Let, let's just assume you would give it to them. Sure. Who, what female would you give as a personal reference to a potential romantic suitor that asked for it? Don't, I mean, I guess my sister. I can't say my mom. Um, yeah. I'm not going to do my aunt or something. I don't really have any female cousins. Um, that's weird. I don't think I have any female. I probably have one or two female. Anyways, um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, maybe uh, maybe it'd be your sister. My sister loves you. She would give you a glowing review. Give me a glowing rec- I would find someone. Oh yeah, I would think of someone who maybe could, uh, who would give me a, a nice recommendation. I would. Re- I would give an old coworker who I'm still pretty good friends with, uh, and I don't think she would mind me using her real name, Jenna. I would give my friend Jenna as a reference. Jenna and I were work BFFs when I was teaching. Um, I think Jenna respects me. I think she knows that I was I was a good teacher. I was I was as big of a pervert as I am. I was good with kids. Um she can speak to my professionalism. Right. Uh she can speak I I always whenever I have romantic dalliances and I want a female's point of view, usually that's the person that I call. So I would pass along Jenna's name and number. So Jenna, if you happen to watch this, you are my female reference. Nice. You know, um, to be fully honest, my first reaction would be to give them like one of my buddy's numbers. And then I would text my buddy and be like, someone's going to call you for a reference. Um, It's not for work. Um, So it would, that's my first, (laughs) as awful as it is, that is my first reaction is uh, to lie to lie about the reference and then after after you know if things go well um i would obviously confess that uh you know at some later date and maybe i'd be introducing her to you and be like hey this is this is jacqueline that i uh that she were texting with you know and you're like hey jacqueline sheena was actually a hina all along <laughs> And Hina and Mina are happier than we have ever been. Okay. Well, I think that was fine. That brought up a nice little conversation, but that was more lackluster than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Let's hop to, what was the final one? Let's do Dear Deidre. Dear Deidre. Let's go to Dear Deidre. All right. We'll finish up with Dear Deidre. Dear Deidre from the sun.co.uk. She's got advice for you. Dear Deidre, I had no doubts about my husband until I bumped into his ex in the supermarket. Dear Deidre, the bread aisle is no place to be told the love of your life will cheat on you, but that is where my husband's most recent ex-wife warned me that he would soon start betraying me, and now I am convinced that he will do just that. Wow, in the bread aisle. That's one that of the was... first aisles that you that you get to during your grocery shop. That's going to fuck up your the rest of your grocery shop. My husband's most recent ex-wife. How many times has this fella been married? <laughs> most recent. That's right. <laughs> His penultimate ex-wife is uh so okay. He promised me he has changed, but I can't stop thinking about what his ex said. I'm 40 and my husband is 52. He has been married twice and I know he cheated on both of his ex-wives. So there you go. He's been married, I guess, three times now. Okay. Did I'm curious if uh, she confesses to Deidre that I'm the one who my husband cheated on his second ex-wife with. Yeah, I've been in that position before where you're the other guy and then later on you get other guide. So that's that's a that's a slippery slope. Yeah. All right. He was honest about it. He said neither woman was right for him and he was immature and stupid. We've been married for a year now. 
I've never seen any signs that he isn't totally committed to me. He rings me from work, comes straight home after, and leaves his phone lying around. We also have lots of sex. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I only started worrying about this when I bumped into his ex, who is 48, in the supermarket. She asked how things were going, and I said I was really happy. That's good, she said. I hope it lasts. The honeymoon period must be nearly up. What a bitchy thing to say. Yes, it sounds like she is just bitter. And I get it. I get it. I was taken aback by her bluntness. When I asked what she meant, she said my husband is in love with being in love. She insisted that as soon as a relationship becomes routine, his eyes start to wander. Her relationship with him began as an affair. There you go. Her relationship with him began as an affair while he was with his first wife, and they divorced because he cheated on her with at least two other women before we met. Oh, my gosh. I told her she was wrong and walked away, but her words keep ringing in my ears. Am I being am I being really naive to think history won't repeat itself? Can a leopard change its spots? Or should I end my... <laughs> I love that phrase. Can a leopard really change its spots? Or should I end my marriage before he hurts me? Well, Deidre's got advice. Oh my gosh. I hope it, I hope there is just riddled with alliteration. Well, that's the New York Post. So I don't oh, think we're going to see that. I'm sorry. This yeah. is the uh, UK Sun. Yeah, the sun.co.uk. This is great. I like that we uh, read with uh, about these international publications. It really um, builds our brand overseas, not just interstate, international. Sure. Okay. Deidre says, there is a serial cheater type, but there are also men who mature and meet the right person. You've seen no evidence that your husband is cheating, and he's been honest with you about his past. His ex is clearly bitter and has an axe to grind, interfering in your relationship by making you doubt your husband could be her way of getting back at him. Nobody can predict the future. However, this is preying on your mind, which means you need to address it. Tell your husband about your concerns and make sure you keep on talking. Good communication builds trust. My support pack, looking after your relationship, should help. So there you go. That's great advice from Deidre, I think. Um, not to say that this uh, scumbag who's cheated on multiple wives is is like a sterling human being, but you know, I be- I believe a leopard can change their stripes and or ch- and change their spots. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so if this guy is showing zero signs uh, of being uh, anything suspicious or you know, some nefarious behavior or something, I- I'm glad that Deidre kind of uh, said, hey, just talk to him about it because I don't think he's done anything to uh, warrant this sort of uh, panicked reaction. I wonder how we get our hands on this support pack. What is a support pack? Uh, I don't know exactly, but she always ends her advice with my support pack. And then she'd list like uh, which support pack would aid the the person who wrote in and their, in their situation further. Wait, what is in what is in the support pack though? I I don't know. Is it like a community on Facebook, or is this like a is this like an emergency go kit? Uh, let me see if there's a section here on Deidre's website that like links you to her support packs, because I I would love to get my hands on one of these. You know what? I don't want to ruin the end of this episode, but I'll look into it. Uh. Yeah, maybe we'll order a support pack and then read one of those on a future episode. Okay. Sounds there's also good. a section, there's also a section where you can get in touch with the Dear Deidre team. You know what? I think I want to write Deidre and tell her the story of Sheena wanting to peg me and see what Deidre has to say about that. Do you think Deidre would you think they'll print that one? I think there is some fucked up things. I they do these on TMA quite a bit. And uh there's some fucked up ones that we don't even read on the air. I think a lot of it's made up too. I don't even know that a lot of these are real. And I know for a fact I do know a guy that wrote in one time about like I think maybe he said he was like starting to fall in love with his father in law. What? 
and okay. Deidre, and I think Deidre addressed it and get like like it was a real thing. So it, I do know from anecdotal experience that Deidre does respond to submissions. So maybe I will. I'm, I, there is a, it says fill out and submit our easy to use and confidential form, and the dear Deidre team will get back to you. So here's your here's your opening line. Oh, hi Deidre, I I understand that you respond to submission. I'm trying to figure out if I should respond to submission. Ah, that's great. Boom. And wow. they always include the ages. They always say like, "I'm 38, she's 34." <laughs> right. Well, you know, you got to know if you can relate to this person or not. So yeah, I might write into Deidre and see if she thinks that I should consent to uh, having my uh, birthday hole explored. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, that's, you know what? I think as far as a season three premiere goes, season three, and not to drag this on, but season three tends, in my opinion, to be the best, or it's where where shows really find their pace, their footing, they're ready to go in season three. I thought the office season three was the best season. Um, and it just got better, like for the next three seasons. Anyways, uh, I think we're onto something here. We need a guest. We need a good guest that would play some ball and really yeah. just set right. the set an episode off. Maybe we'll aim for like episode four, maybe have a guest come in. Okay. All right. I'm done with that. Maybe we could get Deidre to come on. That would be amazing. Um, and just, yeah, we can, we can just hear it straight from the Deidre's mouth there. But uh, the, you know what? Let's let's wrap this one up, though. I think we've done a good job. I want to thank um, Tone Loke and offer my apologies to Tone Loke. Um, there's, uh, I do want to say that kinks that are non-consensual must be shamed. Um, I want to thank Early Morning Sexters sheena's deidre's uh, of course chuchi daniels for writing in keep the keep writing in people to uh the big if pod at gmail.com and uh if you know we pick your your email then we'll read it on on our next show and if you have had an mmf with a close friend and he's <laughs> dabbed sweat off your forehead mid thrust let us know let us know about it right in let us know let us know all about it Oh man, it's pretty good for no show prep. That was great. I ha this was a great one. I think season three is going to be lit. Some are saying that it's going to be our best season ever. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We're going to make a promise that we get this one up and posted. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and see you next time.